Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at College of DuPage. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle Malik, and later in today's episode, I'm going to lead the conversation on how to give your elevator pitch in an interview setting. And I'm another one of your hosts, Rebecca Harrington, and I will end the episode with this week's question submitted to our listener mailbag at careerpodcast at cod.edu about addressing a work gap in an interview. But first, you'll hear from our other host, Pierre Michaels. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm going to start our episode today with some information about one of our resources, Big Interview. As the name indicates, Big Interview is a resource to support you with interviewing. But it's more than just helping you with interview. It's really about the preparation process. So going through big interview, we're going to be talking about it in these different stages to help you become a better interviewee. There's a lot to cover with big interview. And I'm just going to hit on a few core components as we go through it. And that first area I want to talk about is the learn section. When you are in the platform, There are multiple curriculums, as Big Interview likes to call them, but these are sets of videos that you can be watching. And these video sets are geared towards helping you become better through the interview by understanding those employer expectations. And they're divided up into some different categories. The first is what they refer to as the fast track. So these are what you need to know. This is about an hour and a half of content you It's broken down into multiple videos, so you don't have to do it in one sitting. But then there's also the mastery track, which does a deep dive. And this is about five hours worth of content. In addition to those two tracks, they also have the interview playbooks. And this is different curriculum sets for 13 special populations. Just to give you an idea of some of those, if you're introverted or too modest, there's a set of videos for you. If you're an adult re-entry or you have a criminal background. A set just for you. A set just for neurodiversity or if English is your second language. Again, there's 13 total sets like that. So go into big interview, identify what is most relevant to your needs. Maybe it's multiple categories, but just take in that content to help you prepare for the interview. In addition to these interview sets, I do want to point out that there are some other sets to help you move forward in the job search process as well. But after you go through this learn section and you're taking in this content, you can transition over to the practice area. And the practice area has multiple components to it. I'm just gonna talk about two for today's episode. And the first area I wanna highlight is the question library. So you could go into the practice area, you could select the question library, and you can start breaking it down by these different categories, then identifying specific questions that may be asked in an interview. And then when you're looking at that question, you can expand it, and it's going to give you tips on what that employer is looking for. So it's kind of similar to those videos, but it's expanding on it very directly to that question. Additionally, it may even provide an example answer and how you could respond to that. Also within this practice area, you can jump right into a practice category, and this is where you can start recording yourself. So you can filter through different categories, and the question library is also broken down in the same way, where you could look at the general questions, the most common questions, about 80% of interview questions actually fall into this category. 
but then you could also be breaking it down by the different industries and subsets of industries, skill sets that you may want to be talking about in an interview. And then there's also different settings, such as admissions interview, if you're applying for a government job, just because those interviews tend to be very different. Or if you're a veteran, what are those most common industries you would be looking at and questions that you may be getting asked? So as you go through this area and you're practicing, you can record your response. And as long as that recording is over 30 seconds, the system's going to provide you AI feedback. So after your recording is completed, it takes about a minute for it to process that information, but then it will give you that that feedback uh, to help you better present yourself. This feedback really isn't measuring how well you responded as far as the content relating to the actual question, but how well you presented yourself, such as your pace of speech, um count, power words, all these things that will really help you best present yourself in a virtual interview or in person moving forward. And the great thing, in addition to this AI feedback that's providing after about a minute of recording, you could also share that recording with anyone that has internet access. The platform makes it really easy for you to go ahead and just select which videos you want to share. You can generate a link that you send to someone, or you could send it through an email directly in the platform. If you want to gain access to Big Interview and you are connected to College of DuPage and the Career Service Center as a student or community member, just go to our website, cod.edu slash careerservices, and in our Electronic Resources tab, you can find out information on how to gain access. If you are a listener not connected to College of DuPage, I recommend you reach out to your local community college, university, or career resource center in your area to see if they have a similar tool. As the name indicates, Big Interview is all about interview preparation. This is a great resource to help you prepare for the interview process. And by prepare, I really mean helps you go through these early stages of understanding the interview and what employers are looking for in addition to providing opportunity for you to practice. There's a lot to cover with Big Interview, but for today, I'm just going to hit on a few starting points I want you to be aware of. Thanks, Pierre. Uh, So we're wrapping up our pitch series by ending with how to give your elevator pitch in an interview. If you're just tuning in, we talked about how to give your pitch or an introduction into who you are as a professional in the summary section of your resume and on LinkedIn. So in an interview, there are going to be multiple ways that you're giving your pitch as you answer interview questions. You're talking about your strengths, accomplishments, and goals, which helps you sell yourself to the employer. The most asked question and the one that usually comes first in an interview is the dreaded tell me about yourself. And I say that it is a dreaded question because oftentimes I've had students and clients express that they really just don't know what to say. (laughs) And I used to be in that position too. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's not a fun question. No. (laughs) So answering this question in the right way will allow you to captivate the employer and they'll want to learn more about you. Um, It really sets the tone for the interview. So answering the question, tell me about yourself, is pretty similar to giving your elevator pitch in person to an employer. I'll be sharing an example from our interview platform, Big Interview, which Pierre talked about earlier. Let's go ahead and break it down. So the first thing you want to talk about when you're answering this question is, who are you? So this candidate says, I'm a recent Columbia MBA graduate with a strong background in the pharmaceutical industry. Then, the second question you want to answer is, what makes you qualified for the job? 
So this candidate says, I spent six years developing my skills as a customer service manager at Mecca Company, Inc., uh, where I won several performance awards and I've been promoted twice. I love managing teams and solving customer problems. Lastly, you want to express why you're interviewing or why you're interested in the company. And this candidate answers, although I love my current role, I feel I'm now ready for a more challenging assignment and this position really excites me. So Rebecca and Pierre, how do you feel about this interview question? And also, do you have any tips? So I think that this is a tricky question, as we said. Um, and I, I like the way that you broke it down. So it's kind of like, who are you as a professional, right? I mean, it's all those things we talked about in the pitch. So it's really just building that brand and continuing it. Uh, and I think that's great. Um, and just similar, my only the tip is, right, similar to what we've talked about with all of the other times we do this, it's customize it to the company and the situation. So maybe what skills you mentioned or successes that you've had could be different for this employer than it would be for a different employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, along the similar lines, without knowing what they're interviewing for, right? You know, we could look at this response and hopefully we could piece it together. From looking at this, my hope is they're interviewing for a pharmaceutical customer service mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. because that's what they're talking about as their strength. And then they go into that customer service skill set. So n- being able to look at it that way, think about as you're preparing your elevator pitch, your response to tell me about yourself, are you addressing things that are going to be sp- specific to that position? Yeah, that's a really good point. We always just say customize, customize, customize. So (laughs) definitely do that. You don't want to have a generic uh, pitch or a generic answer to tell me about yourself, which actually brings me down to my next point. Um, So yeah, avoid giving a general answer um, and also avoid mentioning personal hobbies too in order to keep it professional. It may seem like that's what the question's asking you, (laughs) Um, but it's not. (laughs) Um, So having already created your resume summary and also your pitch for LinkedIn, it will give you a good starting point um, to answering the tell me about yourself question. So you already kind of have it written. Yeah, well, what's nice about this question is you know they're going to ask it. I mean, they might word it slightly differently, but they're going to ask it. So there's no reason for you not to come in with it ready However, we've talked about this too. Don't make it sound like you've just memorized it and you're just like (laughs) saying it really fast and like trying to get through it all. Um, But yeah, I think what's nice is you can prepare ahead of time. Yeah, And to kind of go back to that idea of you already have it, like it's already been presented to them. This is your pitch. The consistency is what makes it your pitch. If your pitch is different in all different places, it's not your pitch. It's some rambling of (laughs) skill sets being showcased in these different settings. So that consistency is important, Mm -hmm. but making sure that it is then tailored to the interviewer to make sure that they are really seeing what they want to see, what hearing what they want to hear in this interview. So then they're really motivated to get into a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And actually, it could even change slightly depending on uh, just something you said there is who you're interviewing with at mm-hmm. the company. In other words, your your pitch to like uh, an HR recruiter could include some technical language, but I think more of that when you're talking to someone that'd be like a hiring manager, like in the field, you know, you could maybe pull out some 
fancier vocabulary for them. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think definitely using that industry-specific language is just going to show the employer that you've also done your research, mm-hmm. too. And as we were talking about, it just kind of catches their attention. Why Why should they hire you? Right. Mm-hmm. So to wrap up our conversation, I wanted to briefly touch on the STAR method as well. We have mentioned it briefly during other episodes, and I think it's important to talk about it again because it will help you formulate meaningful responses in your interviews. This is especially helpful when you're trying to sell yourself to an employer, and it'll ensure that you're expanding on your strengths, your skills, your goals. So as a reminder, the STAR method stands for Situation, Task, Action, and Result. Um, So when you are answering an interview question, you can try to think of it as like you're telling the employer a story. So you want to touch on the situation. So describe the situation in which the event took place. The T is for task. So describe the task that you were asked to complete. A is for action. So what actions did you take to complete that task? And R is result. Um, So explain the result of your actions um, or your successes and what you learned. I was just going to say, I think the the good thing is that your pitch or your tell me about yourself will hopefully lead them to ask you questions where you can use the STAR method, Mm -hmm. right? So like looking at your example, I would say, oh, well, tell me about, you know, the performance awards that you won. Mm -hmm. And now you can use that STAR method to go further into that. Or, you know, what is your favorite part of managing a team? You Mm -hmm. know, something like that. So the goal with your tell me about yourself is to guide them to the kind of things you would like to talk about that's going to show you in the best light. Uh, And again, it just kind of builds that through line then in the interview. That's a really good point. It's just important to do, right? Mm -hmm. It's something, you know, it sets the tone. And to do that early on will help not just you be more excited, more focused by having a well-prepared pitch, but it's going to draw in that interviewer. Mm-hmm. So when you have your pitch prepared beforehand, it's helping everyone through that process really enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and start talking about our listener question, which I think is actually, I picked it because it was kind of a build off uh, from this discussion. So uh, just as a reminder, before I start, if you have a question for us, you can submit it to careerpodcast at cod.edu or on social media at COD Career Center, and you may hear the answer in a future episode. So today's question is somewhat similar to ones we've had before, but it relates to interviewing, right? And again, kind of similar to what we were talking about. So I thought it would be good. Uh, So the question is, I have been a stay-at-home parent for the last 10 years, and I am finally getting back into the workforce. How should I talk about this in an interview? So we've talked about it, you know, kind of how do I address this on a resume, but, you know, it's still something that's maybe going to come up in an interview. So the good news in this situation is that they have already decided to interview you, right? So they've looked at your resume, and they've decided that you have the education and or experience that they're looking for. So the interview is really just a chance for them to learn more. Um, That doesn't mean they're not going to have concerns, but they are at least willing to talk to you, right? They're excited enough about you that they want to hear what you have to say. I, I will say there's times I've have heard of situations where the interviewer like didn't read the resume well enough and didn't realize that there is a gap. And so then it could be something that kind of comes up in the interview specifically. Um, but usually if they've brought you in, 
they already have noticed it and have decided to interview you anyway. So my recommendation is to have your story ready, <laughs> like, you know, kind of have it thought out ahead of time so that you can say it um, and you can address it when needed. So it may be something you want to address during that tell me about yourself question that we were just talking about, or it may be something they directly ask you about to start, or it could come up naturally as you're talking about your past, you know, few years and what you've been doing. So some of your examples, you know, um, to those star questions could be from volunteering or things that you've been doing. So again, it's it's there. Um, so the idea is have your story ready so that you can tell it quickly, have it make sense, and then you can just pivot to that future and how you're going to help the company. So in this example of someone being a stay-at-home parent, answering the question, tell me about yourself, you might say something like, I graduated with a degree in X and I worked at Y and Z doing a, the last few years I've spent caring for my children and doing a lot of great volunteer work. But as now they are older, I decided to go back to school and or rejoin the workforce. And I'm excited to bring my skills of A, B and C to this role. So that was a really generic (laughs) answer. So obviously, you'll need to fit it to your situation. But the thing to notice is that we don't linger talking about our situation. But we also don't apologize. We don't express regret. Or, you know, like, oh, you know, I've just been, you know, staying at home. You know, it's like the idea is, no, this is my life. This is what I'm bringing, right? And then we're going to pivot. We're going to stay positive and we're going to go right to, and this is why I want this job and this is what I'm going to bring to it so that there's no questions. You know, some people don't want to talk about it. You know, I think staying home with with kids sometimes is a little bit um, more common, so people don't feel as awkward mentioning it. Sometimes it could be that you were staying home to take care of a parent, you know, or some other situation. Um, I don't know, to me, especially if it's been longer than like six months, you're going to need to address it. So just have your story ready. You know, try it a few times. <laughs> and then, uh, you know what, if they don't like it, then they're probably not the place you want to work. I don't know. Any other recommendations you guys have for that situation? Well, I think there's a lot of good information that you Mm -hmm. shared there. Uh, It's always hard to talk about this in this type of setting because it's such a unique situation for each person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would encourage you to reach out to someone to, you know, try to get a little bit more grasp of your individual situation. But to kind of bring it back to the beginning of the episode, those interview playbooks Mm. Big Interview does have one if you have employment gaps. Mm. So that would be another area that you could go kind of move at your own pace to watch some videos on how to address that in more detail in an interview. I like it. Excellent. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what do you all think of being general? Like, could somebody say, instead of my, I took care of my children, just I had to attend to my family? Absolutely. I was going to say like some of those things too, or especially if it was something like someone was ill or, you know, something like people don't necessarily want to go into that or you, you yourself had a medical thing going on. And again, that's, that's personal information. Um, And so I don't think there is an expectation that you have to get that specific, Mm -hmm. you know, but the idea is don't wait till the interview to think of what you're going to say, right? So, you know, again, yeah, if you want to say I had to attend to my family or, you know, um, I, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, had a situation where I needed to be at home, you know, for a few years, but now I'm back and I, you know, I mean, that's as 
simple as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing is that you do that pivot to, uh, you know, I've been reading about your company and here's the things that I've noticed and what I'm going to bring. And, you know, so that it really kind of pushes the conversation past the story. Yeah. However you address it, you want to make sure that you're filling in that gap of, you know, your knowledge, right? Or, you know, you did your research, you identified something of value that you have to offer. And kind of going back to what you said earlier, Rebecca, if they don't like that, if they're not respectful of that, well, you have to remember the interview process is a two-way street, Mm -hmm. right? You're not just interviewing for the position, right? You're interviewing them to identify if this is the place you want to be at. And if they're not being respectful of your gap, whatever personal thing you had going on, and they push that issue, well, there's some red flags to help you make that determination of, is this where I really want to be? Absolutely. Great. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today. This ends our Your Pitch series. And if you haven't already, check out the rest of the episodes. Uh, We hope that you're now ready to share your pitch at your interview, too. So this is our last episode of the spring 2023 season, but don't worry, we have an exciting series of episodes planned for this summer. We'll each be taking turns interviewing faculty about some of the most popular career programs at COD and the career paths that they can lead to afterwards.